What are we gonna get there? I'm hungry. This car smells weird. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You are right. You look a wee bit shaky. You can't breathe. Yes, I'm. I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never, ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. I don't tell you something about time. My time is worth money, and I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly apt. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy. Okay, we're back. We're going to try this. This is, what, the third time we've tried to get this thing going? (laughs) Technical difficulty within the first 60 seconds? Maybe, just maybe, we'll go a little bit further this time. Hey, good morning to you. My name is Michael. When I say good morning, you might be listening to this. At 2 o'clock in the morning, you might be listening 10 p.m. at night. Whatever day, time, whatever hour. How you doing? I hope you're having a good day. We have had a very weird... Two weeks, and I'll be talking about that. AT&T, I hope you're listening because a lot of this is going to be pointed at you. But uh, poor, poor me and AT&T, we don't even... You know, honestly, any trouble anybody's having with AT&T or anybody, other company or whatever, considering everything else going on in the world, it's minor. One thing we're going to talk about today is... uh, Brokers, everybody's calling it price gouging. Truckers, I call it ripping them off if that's the case. Matter of fact, I've been defending the brokers to a point, but I'm sure there are some out there that are pulling, playing games. We're going to be talking about that today. Matter of fact, President Trump was on Fox and Friends, what, yesterday morning, I believe? And he was asked about that. TIA has gotten involved. They kind of took offense to what President Trump said. And, uh, well, I don't have, I, I appreciate him making their point, but I don't put a lot of stock into TIA. And the simple reason is TIA that, uh, is the reason there's a $75,000 property broker surety bond, and they wanted, starting out, I believe, what, 150000 then 100000 and uh, Congress or whoever in Washington, they said, no, nope, going to be seventy five. Yeah, it needs to go up to seventy five. Only time TIA and OIDA, Owner, Operator, Independent Drivers Association, has ever teamed up to do anything through their lobbyist. And if you've, you've heard my videos or podcast or radio show or anything like that, you kind of know my feelings about OIDA. I respect them, but uh, hey, if they have a chance to yell and scream to get their membership up, they'll do it. Can't blame them for that, really. Well, we've been talking about this, talking about this in the past. CS, CBSA road check postponed indefinitely. Fuel drops. 
uh, fuel price is now two thirty nine a gallon as of uh, this past week. Gas down to a dollar seventy eight a gallon. Pretty nice. Pretty nice for us. I mean, pretty bad for the oil companies. But hey, remember how they gouged us so much here <laughs> in the past? You know, I don't. I remember not that long ago. 10, 12 years ago, fuel went up to over uh, $5 a gallon. You know, it was around that time when fuel really spiked that the, uh, what they call the Great Recession started. I call it the uh, Great Depression. About neither here nor there. All right, let's talk about... Uh, Let's get back here and talk about the uh, price gouging. What they're calling price gouging. It's just, if it's really happening this way, and I have my doubts about a lot of it. I think a lot of it, a lot of this pricing stuff, I really believe is going to fall on the shippers. The people that have the freight to ship. And I'll make my argument, and I'll explain why I think that. Yes, there are probably some brokers out there taking advantage, and they should be strung up by their heels. Bottom line. I mean, you got a broker doing that kind of stuff. You don't belong in the business. I mean, this is industry. Being a freight broker, we are here to assist the trucking company. The true purpose of a freight broker is to provide a load so that trucking company can relocate their truck to a destination they need that truck to be. That's the bottom line. We... A freight broker is a backhaul service. In other words, getting that truck back to where it needs to be. A broker is not meant to be used as a dispatcher. If you are a trucking company using a broker as a dispatcher, well, you shouldn't be doing that. Brokers should only be for getting you back to where you need your truck to be located. Nothing else. And uh, I've got videos up. We got videos up over on Tautoa talking about uh, how much money you're u losing, how much money you're losing uh, on well, per week per truck if you're using a broker 100% of the time. Matter of fact, if you look at that, you probably uh, figure out I could probably hire somebody to dispatch, get out here, find find me loads from customers that I can deal with direct. No broker. If you're able to do that, that's what you want to do. That's, that's how you make money as a trucking company. You only use a broker to help you get your truck repositioned to a destination that that truck needs to be. All right. So, yesterday morning, President Trump, when I say yesterday morning, I'm talking about May 8th. He was on the uh, Fox and Friends. Well, here's the interview. Listen up. Yeah, let me let me just uh, ask you a quick follow-up. Everything in front of us, our paper, our water bottles, our pencils, our, our phones, delivered on a truck. And you tweeted about American truckers being price gouged. What are you going to do about that? Oh, they are price gouged. In fact, they were in front of the White House. We had, must have been, looked like a thousand trucks. They were hunking, hunking. And then, uh, and I actually sent representatives out. It was very funny. They were hunking all day, and they're great people. And they're, they're people that like me. They like Trump. They got Trump all over their trucks. And I sent my people out. 
all they want is to be, they're like the farmers. All they want is, is to be treated fairly, and we're going to treat them fairly. You know what they're asking? There's almost nothing in many cases. So I sent my people out to see them. I even brought out some red hats for them, right? I, I said USA gotcha. Strong. I kept it not so political, but USA Strong. But, you know, they're great people. They're great, great people, and they're successful. You know, they have these big, beautiful trucks. And uh, they want them made in the USA, the trucks. Right. They want them made in the USA. They're incredible. And they're not asking for much. They want to be treated fairly. So we're handling the truckers. We're going to take care of them. Right. Okay, now I've had a few calls about this over the past couple of weeks. People saying, what's going on? Why are these trucking companies uh, protesting? Matter of fact, down in uh, Houston, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on uh, the podcast or whatever. And... Uh, then it moved to Washington, D.C. They had a uh, kind of a protest up there. That's what uh, President Trump was referring to. And I got a buddy. He drives. And a couple of times now, he's come back in and he tells me, hey, you know, we can get our loads from the customers that we have just fine. But coming back, you know, they're, they're, people are trying to pay us 80 cents a mile. 80 cents a mile was bad when I had my trucks. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, we're talking over 20 years ago when I had a small fleet of trucks. You know, we'd laugh at 80 cents a mile. And here we are in 2020. And you got brokers out there trying to pay a truck 80 cents a mile. And it's usually, usually, I will tell, I'll tell my clients that it's not your decision to make if a truck wants the load or not. And what I mean by that, it's not the broker's decision to make a decision for the trucking company on if that load is not paying enough or not. Because that truck may need that load to get home. It's their decision. But whenever I tell a client that, that's with the assumption that the rate is going to be somewhat around what the market is paying. You know, it may be a low rate for the market, but there is a such thing as a ridiculous rate. I mean, you can go on the spot rate tools all day long. Uh, van loads, I've seen as low as $1.35 a mile. Uh, other loads are still up around, you know, 2 Anywhere, well, uh, anywhere around two to 225 a mile, things like that. And uh, it's uh, that that proves to me there's no reason for a rate to be 80 cents a mile. None. Now, I think if the rates are being that low, if they're seriously that low, there's several things we've got to take into account here. Okay, first of all, a trucking company that has a direct contract with a customer, they have sat down across the table from that customer, and they have hammered out a contract. And what I mean by that, they've sat there and negotiated it, Hey, you know, for moving loads from here to here to here, you know, whatever. We're going to do it for this much per mile, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all written out in a contract. 
and plus, you know, de uh, detention fees, extra stop fees. You know, it's all contracted, including fuel surcharge. Well, when fuel drops, <laughs> like it has, you know, gone are the days of, uh, you know, 20 and 30% fuel surcharges, at least for the time being. I mean, fuel's 239, and I wish I had a fuel surcharge chart in front of me. We got uh, one we use in the uh, manual just to show uh, Taltoa clients what one would look like and how it works. But uh, 239 fuel surcharge, or 239, if fuel's 239, you may get a nickel, maybe 10 cent fuel surcharge per mile. I mean, it's not like it was two months ago when fuel was a little bit higher. You got to take that in consideration. So, yeah, your rates are going to be down from that, obviously. But that's adjusting for the cost of fuel being uh, dropping. Uh, the other thing, and this is really what I ex am expecting somewhat, is you got the person in shipping that deals directly with the broker and the trucking company. Okay, that's one-on-one. -on -one. You know, that's the person that the broker's building a relationship with. If you've listened to my videos, if you've audio, podcast, whatever... You're a client. You've heard me say over and over again, you got to build the relationship. So the broker, the trucking company, whoever has a relationship with that person in shipping, and they got a supervisor. We have to remember that person in that person in shipping. They have a supervisor, and that supervisor has a supervisor. And probably that supervisor has a supervisor. So somebody way up there, you know, probably can't even throw a rock and hit shipping. I think they're trying to take advantage of this situation and they're passing it down. We're lowering our rates, transportation. We're not paying these kind of transportation charges. Let's, uh, let's take these, uh, let's see if we can lower the rates, take it out for a test drive which forces the person in shipping to be locked into what they got to pay because that's what they've been told. That's all a broker has to work with. And then all of a sudden, you see an 80 cent per mile rate. Okay, let me put it this way. If you got a shipper paying a dollar a mile, broker's taking 20% off the top, that's 80 cents per mile rate to the truck. It's, uh, it's not about the broker price gouging, it's about the shipper not paying enough to where the trucks, when it's all said and done, is making money. In other words, if that same trucking company had was working directly with that customer, they would be getting paid a dollar a mile. Now you may be saying 20% is too much. No, 20% is not too much. Okay. Uh, it's up to you, the trucking company, to negotiate that bro broker down to a rate that is agreeable for you. Now, my point is, and I've said this all along, except for the one knucklehead out there that thinks he's a he's a uh, quantity broker or whatever. He says he'll lose money giving a load to a truck to pay it out of his own pocket because the load's paying too low. Anyway, that's a story for another day. We've talked about it in the past, but... That's a crock, if you ask me. A crock of baked beans, and I'm not talking Boston. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, the bottom line, 
is the trucking company sets the rates. That's the bottom line. If no one will haul those cheap loads, the rates have to go up. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. If you're a trucking company, I don't care if you're owner-operator with your own authority, maybe one or two trucks, maybe small fleet, or even a large trucking company, just say no. If you'll start saying no, the rates will go up. You tell the broker no, the broker has no choice but to go back to the customer and say, hey, this is embarrassing. You're not paying enough. You know, you give me a dollar a mile rate right now, and uh, a customer tries to, yeah, that's one time I'll make an exception or a rule. I'll just tell them flat out. It's not paying enough. I won't even post it. And I usually tell clients, post everything. But when it's uh, insult, no. Uh-uh. That's just wrong in so many different ways. Okay, then. This is uh, in response to uh, President Trump being on Fox and Friends, that audio clip we paid, played a, a little bit earlier. TIA, formal response, denying the freight gouging accusations. We were disappointed to see President Trump's comments this morning in response to a question from Ainsley Earnhardt of Fox and Friends regarding perceived price gouging by transportation brokers during the COVID-19 crisis. This position could not be further from the truth. As the president should know, real estate agents don't determine the sales price of buildings. The market does. The same is true in trucking. Yes and no. You've got shippers out there that try to get away with paying nothing. That's why the bid boards are so popular. That's why these digital load boards, you know, people are trying to flip out over those. And there's one industry trade that I'd bet a nickel to a donut. They're an investor in one of these boards because they all they do is praise them and talk about them all the time. And it's a joke, <laughs> you know, trust me. You know, if you get into a bid war, if it's a load board, bid war, nobody involved, you have nobody to negotiate with, you can't win. <laughs> but anyway, going on here. As the voice, they're the voice now. Oh, TIA is the voice of the 3PL industry. TIA welcomes the opportunity to discuss the situation with the administration, as well as with all parties involved in a formal setting, not through completely misconstrued and misrepresented statements across social media and other channels. Last time TIA had a private meeting, brokers ended up paying a whole lot more for a property broker surety bond. Not sure if the industry wants that. <laughs> ah, TIA going on here. It says, we too love the truckers. Our members can't survive without them. And they need our members, too. No American business is doing well right now. What independent truckers need right now is access to federal relief funding.
and President Trump should direct the SBA to take action to support them rather than pointing fingers at other American small businesses, the vast majority of which also support President Trump. It's me thinking. <laughs> That's some marbles in my head rolling around. 3PLs and transportation brokers are not price gouging. There is simply not enough freight to support all of the carriers. Okay. You got to think about this for a minute because if you think about it too much longer, it'll give you a headache. What I just what they just said. 3PLs and transportation brokers are not price gouging. There is simply not enough freight to support all of the carriers. What does one have to do with the other? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, you got supply and demand, but uh, still, just say no. You know, you've <laughs> look. Uh, yeah, the, the the supply may be low, and there's a lot of demand for a lot of freight, but uh, the freight has still got to pay a reasonable price to get it moved from point A to point B. And the thing is, okay, here's the deal. These shippers, a lot of these shippers, these people that manufacture a product, when they take on a customer, they discuss transportation cost. Okay, we're going to manufacture this product. We'll ship it to you. Everything's going to be included. Here's the cost. So that's kind of usually an ironed-out deal. There is none of this, uh, you know, going behind the scenes. Well, it probably is, I guess. But uh, you know, the costs are contracted in. Somebody, that's why I keep on saying, I, I really believe that somebody, before it gets to the broker, is cutting the rate. It's not the broker. The broker's working with what he's got. But what the TIA says here, there's simply not enough freight to support all the carriers. That has nothing to do with price gouging. You know, you're talking about pricing, then you talk about not enough freight. Uh, anyway, like I said, you think about it too long, it'll give you a headache. In this case, we simply aren't shipping much of anything, and there are too many trucks chasing too little freight. Okay, first of all, TIA, brokers aren't shipping anything. It's the manufacturers of the product being shipped, the people who have the freight to ship, we are just an intermediary assisting with the movement of that freight. This has been further exasperated by the Department of Transportation's relaxing of the hours of service regulations. Okay, now you're going to blame somebody else, which have created more artificial capacity in the marketplace. Do what? The result is depressed rates. And rates will remain depressed until we ship more. Or trucks leave the market. All of the publicly traded 3PLs reported losses in revenue and gross margin in the first quarter. Now, I like to add to that, just about everyone in the first quarter has uh, reported losses in revenue and gross margins. Not just 3PLs. All American businesses are suffering. There you go. Picking on, picking on, picking on. Picking on one segment of one industry is not the answer. They're not picking on us. Trucking, just saying, hey, 
you know, I can see where the trucking companies are coming from. The independent operators, owner-operators, hey, they're getting free from a broker. The broker's paying next to nothing. Well, you know, a lot of these guys don't understand the broker doesn't set the rate. The rate they're using is coming from the shipper. The broker's just taking a cut off of it. Now, yeah, you know, you got a low... If you know you got a low paying nothing next to nothing, well, I saw a van rate yesterday. What uh, working with the client uh, using a spot rate tool, I think it was uh, at Atlanta or Dallas to Atlanta, Atlanta to Dallas. One, it was a dollar thirty five a mile for a drive in. Okay, and you know, just say the shipper's paying twenty percent more than that. Uh, that means there's dollar sixty two on that load. That's what the shipper would be paying. Okay, well, dollar sixty-two right now is right up there, around. Uh, well, it's just it's closer to being what the price of fuel is per gallon than what it was, you know, a year ago. You know, the 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 fuel surcharge is going to be down, yes, but the uh, uh, the the truck should be, you know, if if I was paying a truck trying to pay a truck out of this, I'd probably end up paying the truck. Let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, what I do? No, quit it. Okay, yeah, I'll probably take twenty cents a mile off of it. Truck me down around dollar forty something. You see what I'm saying? That the. the there's no reason, if there's a broker out there paying $0.80 cent a mile, like I said, they need to be strung up. Need to be strung up. If they're taking that much money off of a load during the times of what we're going through, through during these times right now, if somebody's really trying to take advantage of the situation, yeah, they need to be, they, they, they're the ones that should be hauled to jail. Not the beauty salon operator that was taken to jail. You've been keeping up with that, haven't you? Jeez, what a... Put a little bit of power in somebody's hand and they go nuts. You know, look at Michigan. Look at California. Look at that judge down there in Texas. Just because the beauty salon owner would not admit she was selfish. And she explained. She said, no, I'm not selfish. I got to feed my kids. I got people that work for me. They got to feed their kids. No, I'm not selfish. You know, other places can open. Why can't we? Why are we being penalized? That judge put her in jail for seven days, and it took 48 hours before somebody stepped up to the plate and said, that's wrong. Why was it 48 hours? Why did it take so long? I'll tell you why. Because the powers that be wanted to see what kind of, uh, you know, wanted, wanted to see what was going to happen on social media. Was anybody going to say anything? Was anybody going to take notice? They wanted to get the feel for it. Then when they saw that, hey, everybody got ticked off about it, boy, they got, they got her out of jail quick. $7,000 fine, they need to throw that away, too. I haven't heard anything about that. But anyway, and getting off course, this, this coronavirus thing's got everybody going nuts. <laughs> but the thing is, I think it's the shippers. I really do. And I hate to see it happen anywhere, but I don't think it's the brokers. I agree with TIA there. But TIA needs to quit whining as far as... Uh, they mean the voice of the three PL industry. If they're the voice, we got a problem. Okay, bottom line. You may not like to hear that. You may be a member. You may be paying them a lot of money. 
I haven't had a lot to do with TIA since they, uh, you know, forced that bond issue. $10,000 bond up to 75000 I know the everybody played on that, you know, you know, say, hey, it needs to go up, it needs to go up. Uh, it's up now, so we'll just leave it at that. But in my opinion, no, it didn't need to go up because the laws were in place uh, to protect everyone in case the bond was exhausted. You know, there was rules in play. If there was a claim on your bond, you had to replace that money immediately. There was no waiting. It's now. But anyway, neither here nor there. $75,000. $75,000 bond doesn't make a hill of bean difference. All you did with $75,000 bond was uh, you didn't help anybody. You just uh, made the insurance companies more money. And if you look at the TIA... And this is why I'm really against TIA for backing that $75,000 bond thing, which is less than what they originally wanted. It's because if you looked at the board of directors of the TIA at the time, you'll see that they all came from the major, a lot of them anyway, were from the uh, big freight broker companies, you know, the biggies. Not, not mom and pops, but the biggies. So yeah, by, by raising the bond, they're going to put people out of business overnight. And that means that freight's going to be available that they can, uh, their companies can get. And I think that was a true motivation behind TIA trying to raise that bond. And that's why I've had a thorn in my side over the TIA ever since. Oh, Ida was in it, but I get why they were doing it. TIA, it was greed. That's my opinion. Yeah. Getting America back to work, however, is the answer. Getting America back to work is the answer. I agree with that. It's a conscience and deliberate business decision made by independent carriers to contract and negotiate with 3PLs to move the shipper's freight. No, you're wrong. It is a conscious and deliberate business decision made by independent carriers to contract and negotiate with 3PLs to move the shipper's freight. Well, there may be some brokers, well, they're talking 3PLs as a whole, so I'll let that slide. We won't get into that and move the shipper's freight. If, if the carrier wanted to fill their own sales force, they could get 100% of the rate. Well, of course, and many carriers do so. The carriers that are operating correctly, if you're a trucking company, I'll tell you right now, if you don't have your own customers, you shouldn't have your own authority yet. You should have your own customers. That's how you make your money in the trucking industry because you're keeping 100% of the rate, just like they tell you. Uh, and many carriers do so. Uh, yes, they should. But uh, 3 PL, bl to blame 3PLs for this situation is not only irresponsible but also reckless. Okay. I, I, I think this statement from TIA came out mainly because they felt like they had to say something because they are the TIA. TIA is short for Transportation Intermediaries Association, and they're supposed to be for the uh, broker, you know, a broker trade organization, and they have a lot of members. So they had to say something. They had to say something, you know, to defend their organization or industry. Yes, there are bad brokers. I'll be the first one to say it, and those brokers should be found and Cast out. <laughs> you know, not allowed to uh, participate. But there's bad everything. I mean, seriously, there's bad doctors, there are bad nurses, you know, there, 
There's bad fast food restaurants. There's bad, I mean, there's bad everything. You got to take the good with the bad. It's just when the bad is found and spotted, stay away from them. Okay. And, and, and you know, I, I, I see the load boards and I see forums and I see these, you know, tell on the broker boards where people get on there and they praise a broker, they cuss a broker, whatever. Come on. You can't make everybody happy 100% of the time. I mean, you know, just look at Yelp. You know, somebody goes in, they leave one French fry off their order. You know, I'd never go there again. I was supposed to get 250 French fries, and they only gave me 249. Come on, you know, seriously. You know, you, 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 some people are going to have great experiences with the company, some bad. But the thing is, you find a broker that's actually, you know, maybe getting $1.60, $1.70 a mile for a load trying to pay a truck 80 cents. Yeah, take him out back to the woodshed. That's all I got to say about it. All right, time we moved on to something else, probably. All right, what else? Well, since we've been talking about President Trump, let's take it one step further. President Trump cast doubt on the future of his phase one trade deal with China. That's a good thing. We don't need to be doing anything with China. We need to tell every American company that has an uh, operation in China, manufacturing facility in China, get out. Ask them to get out. Matter of fact, we shouldn't even have to ask. Any American company that has facilities in China, manufacturing facility in China, they need to get out of China and bring it home. Okay? Bring it home. You know, that, that should be... That should be our new theme. Bring it home. Bring it home. You know, after this coronavirus thing, seriously, if this hasn't been a wake-up call about how the, the United States cannot be a service industry company or company, country, nothing's going to wake us up. I mean, seriously. You know, we can't even get N95 masks because they're not, man you know, the, the, the ones that are manufactured. Are there any manufactured here? Everything I've heard coming from China. Hey, thanks, 3M. Thanks for putting us in a pickle like that. Then you got them in China, and then China says, hey, we're not exporting anything. You know, the, their government tells the uh, companies what they can and can't export. I guess we do that, too. But I hope we've learned that we need to have some manufacturing going on here so we can... Uh, Take care of our own when need be. Anyway, Trump says he's having a very hard time with China. I imagine. He says he made a great trade deal a few months ago before this whole coronavirus thing started. It was kicking in a month ago and really starting to kick in, starting to produce, and then this happens and this sort of overrides everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it does. And as far as whatever we owe China, it's over. I, I say we don't owe them a dime. I say we don't owe them a dime. I, I, think, I think that slate should be cleared with how, how, many, how many deaths we got now? Over 65,000, something like that? Yeah. I think they owe us. But anyway. Anyway. I hope we don't. I hope we're not easy to forget this. I really do. You know, as Americans, it's easy for us to 
get back to our normal routine, our normal lives, and forget. And forget. Bottom line. I hope this doesn't happen this time. Minnesota, come on. <laughs> the Better Business Bureau telling people up in Minnesota the scams are abundant. <laughs> Auto dealer scams. Auto dealers and shippers ask customers to wire money for cars they have bought online. The problem? <laughs> cars, the cars, nor the companies exist. <laughs> I got a brother-in-law did this. Paid $20,000 for a boat. Wired the money. No boat. No boat. The people he wired it to disappeared. Unbelievable. And the uh, FBI or whoever got involved couldn't do anything about it. Okay, several people who wired money for vehicles listed for an improbably low price on a, quote, website, unquote. Thanks, Craigslist. Have you ever looked over Craigslist? I look at Craigslist. I think we all do. You know, look at those cars or boats or whatever. You know, when you got a brand new boat or pretty close to brand new, just one picture and uh, at a ridiculously low price. Yeah. You know, that it's not real, folks. It's not real. <laughs> you don't, don't, don't get all excited about it. Several people who wired money for vehicles listed for an improbably low price on a website are now out thousands of dollars through the scheme, including one customer who lost $34,000 and another who lost $10,000. <laughs> okay, here's some companies that are not real. Fergus Transportation, Nebula Freight, MN Express Logistics, Hashi Freight, Ziegler Ziegler Freight, WDS Transport, and USTopCars.com. These are some of the companies the BBB has identified as fake companies and put warnings on their business profiles. <laughs> right. Okay, I think I've stirred up enough trouble for one day. It's been a while since we've uh, did this, a couple of weeks, podcast. We haven't, we're, we're still here. I've uh, been really busy. It's been crazy, everybody being home as far as Taltoa goes. Our schedule is, like, packed. And... Uh, just time hasn't been around to be able to do the podcast and the uh, audio and videos that we usually do. But we're trying to get back to normal here, trying to get the schedule to work. I want to remind you, you've got a question, you got something you want to say, maybe comment, message, whatever. Uh, you can do that on our website. You can send us an email at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Matter of fact, we have a studio line you can use. You can call us direct 479 668 0213. That's 479 668 0213. I was listening to a radio station this morning, and the guy he was he was doing live copy reading and advertising live, and I bet he read that phone number 15 times, if not more. I'm not going to do that to you. But you got to understand, in radio, he's got to read a, say the phone number a lot, otherwise, you're not going to get it. Here on a podcast, I just say it a couple of times. If you don't get it, eh. Rewind <laughs> that number, though, 479-668-0213. Keep in mind that if you call the studio line, you leave a message, that is your consent for us to use your message on the air. 
Okay, we'll edit it. We're not going to put your name in there or anything. You don't have to say your name. Just call, leave your message, question, comment, whatever. Go from there. All right, it's the weekend. It's Saturday, Saturday morning, May the 9th. And I like to say a special happy birthday to my mother. She was born on this day back a long, long time ago. She's not with me anymore, but today's her birthday. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Mother's Day weekend. We couldn't have been where we are without our moms. Kind of chilly up in the northeast. There's snow, cold, even here in Arkansas where we are. It's uh, 20 minutes till 8 as I'm saying this, and the temperature is only 45. That is really weird this time of year. 71 for a high today. 72 tomorrow. We don't get back to normal till about midweek. Wednesday, 77. Then we're in the 80s after that. So this uh, Arctic blast come down from Canada has really cooled things off. But anyway, better appreciate it while we can. It won't be too long. We'll, go in. we'll be going, man, I wish it was cooler. <laughs> All right, go have a good weekend. Go have a good Mother's Day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon.